Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Welcome to Luke's Massive Storytelling Podcast Thing. Whoa yeah, here we go. Check it out now. Enjoy. Hello, welcome to Luke's Massive Storytelling Podcast thing. My name is Luke and this is my thing. Uh, so it's Friday, um, it's actually Thursday that I'm recording this, uh, so it's NaNoWriMo Day 19. Um, I'm currently on 46,500, so not too far from the end, uh, but but it's still going to take a lot of doing to get, to get the novel into shape. Um, it's going to take many rewrites and many edits, yeah, um, but we'll get into that. Uh, so after my last show, where after the the tragedies in Paris and and, and Beirut and whatnot, I um I I recorded a show about how it can feel trivial uh, to make stuff in a, in a world that's falling apart around you. Um, uh, I got some pretty cool feedback. Some guys got in touch. Um, one of them in particular, uh, Russell Burridge, he sent me an email. Don't uh, went into great detail, but with regards to the last episode, he said. Um, yes to ongoing creativity and cracking open and hybridizing new concepts. No, it's not trivial. You are absolutely right that it is now more essential than ever. Craftsmanship and exploration of craftsmanship over war any day. Um, so I just thought it was really neat. Uh, so thanks Russell for sending that in. Um, so I wanted to quickly talk about first drafts. I was on Reddit the other day, and a guy posted in this group, uh, he was asking for advice. He'd recently been inspired by a Bukowski novel or something, and um, so th- his post started with this. Basically, I have been trying to write a novel for about six months. I've written about 15 different first three pages and just can't stick with one. Um, the problem I think that this guy's having is one that we probably all have when we first start, is that you're thinking of your novel, thinking of the first draft as the thing you publish, as like the end result. And it's not that at all. Uh, it's far from that. Um, and when, you, when you're in that mindset, you keep wanting to go back to the start because you keep wanting to perfect it. Um, and then if you do ever get past those first three pages and you get far enough down the novel, you realise that that's probably not going to, the first three pages probably aren't even right, probably not even relevant to the story anymore. But then you don't want to get rid of them because you spent so long crafting them. Um, it's a bit of a paradox. But um, the, the way I like to think about it, I like to think about... Um, so I was reading a book recently by Monica Leonel called Write Better Faster. She She has a process of writing an outline, then writing beats for the story, 
and then doing a sketch draft, which I, I think is pretty much what I call um, the, the more detailed outline or the vomit draft or the first pass. And for me, the, the first pass isn't really about getting a good piece of writing. It's more, and this is what I've been doing in, in Stanaraimo, it's more about ex- excavation. So finding the raw materials, um, digging out as much raw material as you can, stuff that you can, you can chip away at later. Um, so so that, that first draft, it, it is, it's definitely more about getting the ideas out and getting the words out um, rather than having pretty sentences. I remember Ernest Hemingway said that the first draft of anything is shit. Um, I think he's right. I mean, I don't know many... I mean, occasionally you might write a short story or something. You might might be pretty good on the first round, but mostly the first draft is shit. I, I don't think you should even call it the first draft. I call it the vomit draft. Um, just because it, it doesn't... It's not something you show to people, really. Um, and then after you've done that, after you've done the excavation process, then you can move on to the actual first draft, or as I call it, draft 1.0. That's when you've gone over it, you've you've rewrote the parts that you wanted to rewrite. You've still not added the super pretty bits in yet. Um, You're basically just refining the structure. Um, You're giving giving the whole thing a, a nice shape, and you're starting to work it towards, starting to massage it, into into what you want it to look like, um, and then once you've got one point that's the point I'd probably get someone to try and try and get someone to read it, because because if something is wrong, like the plot hole or something is missing or something isn't explained very well, that's the point you want to be changing it, because you don't want to be making the the prose or pretty just to think. Oh, this this point, this whole chapter doesn't even work. Actually, I need to change it. So it's that point you need to get. It, it's about finalizing the structure, um, and then once you've done that and you've had someone read it and you've changed the bits that you need to read, this is the point at which you, you go through the process of um, one point one, one point two, one point three, and you keep going over it uh, until you finally are happy with it, and then you then you start to do what I call peppering the pepper in the poetry um which is when you start to try and get it to read well yeah you read for it you read for it out loud and you and you want it to you want it to zing you want you want it to be you want the jokes in there to be uh you know on point you want the description to be um full of flavor and, and, you, and you just want you just want to be able to read it out loud and be able to stomach it <laughs> at that point you just want to be able to stomach your own writing um and then once you're happy with that, once you've once you got to draft 2.0, then you start looking at passing it to a professional editor, getting some more beta readers, um, and then adding their notes, uh, adding their changes, 2.1, 2.3. Eventually, once you're happy, do a final proofread, and then you're on draft, 3 point, uh, draft 3.0, which, for me, that that's when you want to start publishing it. Uh, because anything more than that you're going to end up in this horrible loop where you never actually publish anything um, and all you're doing is moving commas around making a character I don't know uh, move the hand 
and it a certain way because you think it's going to add more dynamics when the reader won't really notice it um is it these tiny details that aren't really going to do anything um because it's more of a psychological thing at that point you're stalling basically you're giving into what Stephen Pressfield refers to as the resistance um so just just publish it at that point or, or if you're going to do a traditional publish get it sent off get it to the people you need to send it to um cool okay so I've gone over to five minutes um so so we're on day 19 of NaNoWriMo I'm gonna spend the last 10 days trying to massage it to try to start working towards what I would call a proper first draft rather than a vomit draft um but yeah okay cool so I'm gonna go um we've got a couple of interviews next week we've got one with a guy called Justin Sloan good guy uh another one uh John Late another comic book one um yeah we've really started to push the comic book project forward um exciting scary super scary actually <laughs> but I don't know we'll, we'll see how that goes alright um, get in touch you know what I've not asked for a while for a five star review on iTunes um, they are pretty important because they get you up the charts and more people find the show uh, so if you can give us a five star rating that would be super appreciated alright guys cheers Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I am a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness, and they come in five different flavors. They're so good wild berry acai grape pineapple mango lemon and mandarin orange my favorite is the wild berry because i just i just love a berry so if you're like me and you're drinking water all day then try splash refresher it's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you